Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Successful people, whether in arts, craft, business, profession, and even in their personal relationship, all possess the same two elements that make them successful. They are inspired and they are excellent. Hi, I'm Francis Kong, and welcome to Inspiring Excellence, a podcast that will guide you to the path of excellence and inspiration, one episode at a time, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You're listening to Inspiring Excellence, hosted by me, Francis Kong. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to become inspired and excellent in your chosen career. Ready to take the first step in becoming excellent? Keep on listening because this is Inspiring Excellence. Watching TV, the program featured an interview with professionals. Their opinions were asked regarding the challenges of the current situation. One segment featured the seasoned psychologist. She talked about mental health. She answered questions brilliantly based on her knowledge and experience. I learned a lot. Another segment featured a young person representing the youth asking about his opinions and views of a post-COVID world. This young person said, I honestly do not know. I don't have the answers. Then he spoke on what he knows and how he feels. He reveals his inability to answer questions based on his lack of experience. But I learned from him. Ironically, his admission of his inadequacies provided me with the truth I needed to know about the needs of the young. This time, another guest was asked his views on business and projections of what the world would be like in the post-COVID world. He gave so many answers. Actually, too many answers. I noticed editorial cuts in his segment to shorten his part. He talked about how he would handle the organization gave management theories from the books he read, etc. I felt like a chunk of my life has been robbed. I was listening to a speaker with a vast supply of words, but severely deficient in content. Couldn't he just say, oh, I would not have an answer to that question because I do not know? There may be no answer given, but at least a truth that is provided. You and I are living in a world of fast-paced, on-the-go, endless news cycles. We are surrounded by an atmosphere wherein there is an insatiable need for content to populate both social and traditional media. We have been conditioned to witness an unrelenting need for fast-thinking, fast-talking experts to bombard our ears and minds with words and information. Unfortunately, there seems to be a lot more fast-talking than thinking. And then you have a speaker courageously saying, I cannot answer that question. I do not know. 
It may be a big letdown to an audience wanting to have answers but nonchalant about truth or facts of the case. Niels Bearden wrote an article entitled, Don't Trust Anyone Who Offers You the Answer. Niels says, The Greek philosopher Socrates was put on trial for corrupting the youth of Athens. He was sentenced to death. However, the real motivation behind the charges seems to have been that Socrates had exposed deep intellectual corruption among those in power. He was concerned for truth by showing that the elites of Athens did not share his concern and knew much less than they claimed to know. He was murdered for that. When a speaker says, I don't know, it is seen as a sign of incompetence or as a dereliction of duty to give answers. And the gist of what Neil says is that many people are merely after answers to the questions they ask, but do not want to face the truths that they need. According to legend, Socrates was controlled with a paradox. He was profoundly ignorant, yet he was full of wisdom. To try to resolve the paradox, he assigned himself the project of figuring out what the other people in Athens knew. He interrogated statesmen, generals, and other elites, and concluded that, despite their claims to the contrary, they knew very little. Finally, he concluded that because he did them know much, while the others knew little but thought they knew much, knowing that he was ignorant made him wise. This kind of humility and intellectual honesty is now rare in the midst of talk shows, social media influencing, and personal branding. But honest speakers need to speak the truth to the point of frustrating and disappointing the audience, especially the youth, and being honest about their lack of knowledge rather than spewing out mushy, cheesy, new-agey platitude and motherhood statements they want, but would not help them with the truth they need. Experts admit they do not know. Amateurs pretend they know. As one writer said so harshly and bluntly and pardon the language, there is a difference between craft and crap. In an age of uncertainty, you need to be certain. Certain that you are getting advice and opinions. You are attending webinars. You are getting advice and counsel from those who are after the dispensation of truth rather than just the pursuit of being liked in their Facebook pages. In other words, do not trust anyone who has all the answers, a lesson I remind myself all the time. God bless you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, back to the episode. But I just want to be myself. I don't want to be like them. Familiar lines with kids. You know, when my son was in his early teens, he would not want to wear anything his parents would buy for him. He wanted to choose his clothes, shoes, and hairstyles. Most of my friends with teenage kids behave the same way. They insist on being different, but collectively, they all look the same. So now that teenage kid has grown up, he is able to join the world of work. The kids get a job, he joins a group of people. How will the newbie exercise his or her individualism? What happens if the newbie insists, but I just want to be me? I'm a nonconformist. The poor kid will be thrown out of the place on the first day of the job. Should the newcomers to a group first pay homage to its established values and goals so that they can be accepted? Would there be a way to deviate and innovate later and let the individualism stand out? My answer is a hearty yes. There is a lesson from the Beatles where Olga Kazan in her book Weird presented to prove the point. It is a fascinating book that teaches a lot of other exciting lessons. In the late 1950s, most of the top British performers had clean-cut images, and the Beatles were considered too wild. On those infamous nights in Hamburg, the Beatles would taunt the crowd and call them Nazis. The brand's manager, Brian Epstein, wanted to clean up the band's reputation to help the group accrue some idiosyncrasy credits. Wiki defines this as a concept in social psychology that describes an individual's capacity to deviate from group expectations acceptably. Epstein laid some ground rules. No drinking or swearing on stage, wear suits instead of leather jackets, bow the heads at the end of each song, Ringo had to shave and always to comb his hair forward. As Lennon described years later, all the rough edges were being knocked off us. Bookings picked up, and within months they had a contract and a hit single, Love Me Too. At the height of their fame in 1966, the Beatles began spending all those idiosyncrasy credits. They dispensed with their polished haircuts and embarked on unusual solo projects. Their music changed too. According to one analysis, 91% of the Beatles' work before 1966 consisted of love songs, but starting with Revolver, just 16% did. Through their seamless conformity, the Beatles had become so popular they did not need to be conventional anymore. So let's say you're starting a new job at a conventional traditional place and you have some unusual or nonconformist ideas you would like to bring in. Gather idiosyncrasy credits by first, reassuring people that you can be quote-unquote normal. Then spend those credits by gradually deviating from group norms and fully unleashing your weirdness. Olga says maybe you go to a few meetings and act like a yes man, agree and go along with all the stuff you don't care about. If you have a passion project that you want to do, save your big Weird ask for after you've established yourself as a conformist. It sucks to pretend in that way, but it will encourage your straight-laced boss to a green light that big weird thing you want. 
If you want to be a little patient and a little normal or regular at first, you can accrue enough idiosyncrasy credits to truly let your freak flag fly. That advice is so smart, and I wish young people would learn. We should understand that we first need to earn the right to be heard, to be known as a nonconformist for the sake of being one, without delivering excellent work and performance, would only earn the reputation as being a rebel without a cause, and would not be able to gain the support of leaders to let their idea fly, like the Beatles. If you can choke up so many hits, you cannot afford to be unconventional. Being unconventional becomes your creative handle and platform that can establish your expertise and sustain your success as it did the musical group. Be smart, be patient, respect rules and people, deliver reliable work, and practice right timing. Then let your ideas fly. When your work shines, you will no longer be branded as rebel. You will be known as a genius. God bless you. What is a habit? Apart from being referred to as a piece of garments, I hear people say the reason why this person cannot achieve success is that she or he has had bad habits that debilitate him or her from achieving success. And before we jump into the picture and contribute our share of opinions as to what habits are, we first need to know what the word habit means. My reliable friend Google Search pulls out the word habit as a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. We all have normal behaviors, settled practice, and tendency to do things even when we are not consciously aware of it. The most limiting habit that prevents us from achieving more success is either ignorance or state of denial, refusing to acknowledge that we do have unhealthy habits that have to be eradicated. However, eradication of unhealthy habits does not come easy. I have heard motivational speakers say that it takes 21 days to build a new habit, and if you mess up on day 20, you start all over as if you are beginning from day one. My friend and mentor, Dr. Dennis Waitley, who is a psychologist and has rendered services for the USA Olympic team, said, Francis, what takes you a whole lifetime to build cannot be unbuilt in just 21 days. There is no conclusive evidence that 21 days is a magic number that can help you build a new habit. I am of this persuasion, as it sounds more logical listening to this famous author and consultant. Ask smokers how they struggle with giving up their habit. Some of them may have taken more than 21 days of not smoking yet somehow revert to their old habits. I remember Dr. Waitley saying, Nature abhors a vacuum. You cannot eliminate a bad habit unless you replace it with a good one. Now this claim of his sounds perfectly logical to me. So rather than preaching about the bad habits people have in the workplace and the adverse effects on your success potential, why don't I suggest a few healthy work habits that you may find worthy enough to replace some unhealthy ones you may currently have? In my years of current work as a business consultant, my previous experience as employee in the corporate setting and as an entrepreneur handling my own businesses, 
I have found the following healthy habits as instrumental in paving our way to greater success. Number one, be punctual. Don't be late. You may want to hit the bed early and fast yourself from binging TV series and other forms of entertainment. Get enough sleep. Report for work or appointments early. When you develop the habit of showing up early, you are perceived as a responsible professional who is serious with your work and obligations. Number two, exude positivity. Ready to deal with challenges. Business has a lot to do with solving problems. Something as simple as wearing a smile or mastering your moods and emotions enable you to deal with challenges and issues with a positive disposition. Simply put, don't lose your cool. Number three, be respectful and polite, able to deal with difficult people. Some people are easy to deal with. Some people are simply a pain in the backside of the human anatomy. The issue here is not about them, but the issue is building the ability to communicate and interact with them. Be respectful at all times, even when others are rude. Do not let other people's demeanor determine your behavior. You stick to yours. Number four, show initiative. Make things happen. One of the least understood and ignored facts of career success is that the most critical quality that leaders or business owners would love to see in their people is their initiative to make things happen. The way to be told to do things can be perceived as either incompetent or lazy. Here's the key. Do not avoid work, but get things done. Number five, work fast, but be accurate. There are so many things to be done. Putting off work is not one of them. Do your job fast, but never at the expense of quality. If you do, then the damages will require you to do more work and waste a lot more time. Number six, be accountable. Stop the blame game. You and I will eventually make mistakes. When we do, we own up to it and refuse the temptation to blame others for it. Rectify the error. And when we do this, we profit from the mistakes as we learn something new. Number seven, observe work and office etiquette. Be honest. Do not take home company properties. Do not spend too much time doing social media during office hours. Respect other people's personal space. Stay away from gossips and concentrate on doing things better. Number eight, be a team player. Exercise people's skills. Share ideas. Do not hoard information. Maintain a positive attitude toward your peers and specifically your boss. Do not lose your cool. Keep a long face or be sarcastic. Trust me, as these things will work against you. At all times, build trust. These are just some of the practical and healthy practices that need to be cultivated into habits. To think that habits do not affect your happiness and outcomes in your life is a faulty way of thinking. They do, big time. The sooner you work on these habits, you will discover that these become skills and will help you shine in your work and create the necessary credibility to bring you to your next level of success. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Excellence. For more inspiring and excellent episode updates, follow Inspiring Excellence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. See you next Thursday. God bless you.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.